RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Our Upper Midwest correspondents are Melissa and Matthew Kellis. Melissa and Matthew are working parents from the Chicago area, adventuring with four kids, elementary age through high school, and two dogs. The family outgrew their tent after almost 20 years, and now they travel in a hybrid travel trailer. Even though they have a calendar filled with social engagements, kids' activities, and full-time jobs, they make sure there is always a camping trip on the horizon. Welcome back to the show, Melissa and Matthew. So excited to be back. Hi, guys. And let me tell you something. You guys might be from the Chicago area, but just sure get around. All right. You're, (laughs) it's like you guys are real road warriors. You'll just like get in that RV and go. So, where are you taking us to this week? And I think you guys have talked about it before. You know, you have people that, you know, are able to RV a lot. So then they go out to these short trips, you know, on the weekends, you know, all that stuff that, Unfortunately for us, because we do have a very busy schedule with uh, kids in sports and activities and getting older and getting jobs and whatnot, uh, when we go, we're going. And we're going to be gone for a while. And we're and going to leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So where are we leaving to go to this week? We're going to a Thousand Islands, Ivy Lee, KOA in Ontario, Canada. I love it because we just promised our Canadian listeners that we would try to get them more content. And, and, and here we are. But before we dive into another great review with Melissa and Matthew, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Award-winning Yogi Bear's Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. Whether you're an RV enthusiast or a cabin dweller or you prefer tent camping, Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations amenities and activities they've got water zones and mini golf and wagon rides and themed weekends and of course yogi bear and his friends and you'll find that family fun is the main attraction at jellystone campgrounds with over 80 locations in the united states and canada you can have a quality camping experience that's also close to home visit campjellystone.com to find a park near you all right, guys, for our listeners that don't know a whole lot about the geography of Canada. It's big. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's big. It's a big place, I've heard. Get us situated geographically. 
All right, so we're on the St. Lawrence River, and we're on the Canadian side because we're in Canada, and uh, it's uh, right in the boundary waters between Ontario and New York. So this was a far ways away from your home base in Chicago. Tell us more about the campground. It's a KOA kind of, would you describe it as a resort? Definitely. I don't know. We didn't see any specific branding um, on, you know, on property, but we, we definitely would say it's a resort. And it was a KOA, absolutely. KOA resort. So you, you, right away, you know kind of the good qualities that a KOA has, and, and then right. uh, this had a little bit more than that. Awesome. Well, we're going to get to all those exciting things. How big was the campground? Yeah, it was large. There was uh, plenty of pull-throughs, some tent sites, and cabins. And cabins. Yeah. Um, lots of uh, multi-level terrain. Yeah, so it was a, it was a cool. nice layout. And the physical appearance. So what did it look like at the campground? What are you looking at? Yeah, uh, lots of well-grown trees. So it wasn't like it was a brand new site or, you know, lots of little maple trees. This had good growth, lots of trees, but not too many. You weren't like, you know, in the woods, but you did have your own space. Um, There were some openings, you know, flat areas, um, very well manicured. Uh, Not all um, concrete, some gravel, but overall very, very nice. All right, so um, tell us a little bit about how much it's going to cost us to stay here. Um, I don't want you to have to do, like, hard math with conversions. If you you can tell us in loonies and toonies, (laughs) that would be awesome, but we'll just take dollars as well. (laughs) Yeah, so I'll give it to you in the U.S., um, but it, it basically it ranged from like about $45 up to $120 for the cabins um, and, you know, 45 for the tent sites, um, water and electric, you know, on the way up. So um, it can be on the pricier side, but I think it's pretty comparable with the other KOA resorts. Um, you just got to keep in mind this one it is um, loaded with amenities and things that you do not have to pay extra for. So once you're in you know, everything's included. So well, well, why don't you tell us about those amenities? What are some of the things they have there that might justify that price? Yeah. So they have a a big TV lounge, um, with, um, with chairs already set up kind of like theater style and they had two heated pools, um, and then a slide. One of them had a slide. They had a little splash pad. And then the thing that Matthew and I love the most was they had a 21 foot adult only hot tub. Isn't so, it great when the kids just sit there tortured because they no, can't come in the hot tub? No, you don't even know. Like, there, it was like, there was like kind of like glass. Wasn't there like a plexi or it, something? Yes, they And it a, said like a sign, adults only. And our kids stood on the other side and they're like, Mom, when are you getting out? <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, when are you done? Are you guys done? What and, are you guys doing? And I was like, can you please get away from that area right there? <laughs> and to those without kids, you might think this is very unrelaxing. But in fact, torturing <laughs> your children can be a lot of fun. It just depends on what mood you're in. <laughs> the it, the nice thing is it was a very big spa, right? So it wasn't crowded. It wasn't small, you know, yeah. tight. And it was fenced in so that it was separate from the main pools. Pool. Um, yeah. So it was if the kids weren't in the background being tortured, <laughs> it was a nice serene uh, couple minutes. Yeah. So uh, they had go ping ahead. pong table and the famous jump pillow, of course. So and was so there a lot sounds... of um, a lot of ping pong for the family? A lot of competition? Yes, you know, Los Calluses. You know, we had a whole tournament bracket. It was a big thing. Yeah. It, yeah. 
So it guess, sounds like this is the kind of place that your kids, I mean, for everybody, you know, you have sort of kids in that older, like between the, you know, preteen to through mm-hmm. teenager spectrum. Um, it sounds like this is the kind of place that really kept them busy and having fun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, from, hey, I'm going to go watch some cartoons, you know, first thing out of the RV to, uh, you know, I'm going to go you know, all day, you know, temporary tattoos. Oh, hey, they're having a, a jump contest at the pool. I'm going to go, you know, show off my jumps, you know, like, I mean. They uh, they had some um, drink con- drink making thing and uh, the kids were gladly drinking suicides. And I was like, ugh. Please don't even try to get that near me. What? That's a mix of every soda possible. <laughs> oh, sounds fun. Sounds intriguing <laughs> to me. I, I, honestly, I would do it. I would have done it in high school. I would do it now. Okay, so this is the kind of campground then that has a full activity schedule that the kids were looking at and deciding what they were going to do. Yes. In the summer, um, so during their busy season, they do have daily activities during the week. It's not just the weekends. Yep. All right. How about the Wi-Fi and cell service? Yeah. How does that work in Canada? (laughs) So, yeah, you're in Canada. So make sure you have international coverage with your cell phone carrier. um, And we do. Um, So it was great. And then the Wi-Fi was was okay. okay. Nobody complained. You know, again, they were by the pool was by the main house. So that was the Wi-Fi area. And yeah, but even then it wasn't that great. Like, so that's why I was saying, like, I wouldn't be trying to stream anything. Oh no. But to get on to do, (laughs) yeah, to jump on to do something. Yeah. Not a big deal. Okay. So a simple call to your cell phone carrier before you head over to Canada is probably in order to find out whether you're gonna be covered or not. If you're going to plan on doing any work. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Tell us more about organized activities and the recreation and some of those KOA resort kind of things. Oh my. So, um, when we got there, um, we were, you know, we pulled in and we were setting up the RV and one of those like water war wagon, like, uh, you know, starting up. And so all the kids are inside, uh, the wagon and they're driving sh- around the neighborhood, yeah. shooting at people. shooting at people, including like, so including the two of you. Yeah, so they, I mean, they they were not shooting at us. But, of course, our kids were like, oh, yeah, bring it, you know. So, like, we have these, like, shooters that we take to the pool, you know, where they suck up the pool water and then you push them and it spits out, whatever. So they filled up one of our coolers with water and it went to town. Like, they were shooting at them. And then they, like, ran across to the other side of the campground with the cooler and the shooters to catch them. So when they were on the other side of the campground, they could shoot them again. So um, that was just the beginning, you know. Then they had like a foam party um they did the temporary tattoos they had a reptile show um that was pretty cool so you know a, a company came out and they you know talked about a couple you know turtles and whatnot but. they were all very nice very helpful um you know even filled up the kids bucket the, oh yeah the... people were so great they like they were like oh wait let me fill you up it looks like you're empty you know and so they were yeah, yeah. they had a lot of fun all right, so good customer service then, too. Yeah. All yep. right. Now, you know, they're Canadian, so they're very friendly. <laughs> we know that, right? They all are. And I'm sure they say the same about us. I don't know about that, but all right. So now let's go to insider details. Um, what do you got for us that's going to help us have just a better experience? Because you guys did it first. Oh, so, okay. So then, you know, this place is, is pretty great. Um, the insider tip. So the owners have a Vietnamese pot belly pig and his name is. Of course is they do. Stewie the pig. 
Okay. So, um, apparently he comes out and visits every once in a while. And so it's planned, but it's not on the itinerary anywhere. So it's just at the board at the front desk. And we, I was so upset cause we missed him. Um, <laughs> I went up there for something and I was like, wait a minute, Stewie was here? When? How did I miss this? You know, and they're like, oh, we're sorry, whatever. And so the the guy ended up telling me a little bit about Stewie. So I was at least fulfilled in that way. But I would have loved some pictures with him. But it was great. Next so, time, Melissa, next time. I, yeah, look out for the, the daily board of Stewie's right. activities. That's I right. love that. I think that might be the best insider tip we've ever offered <laughs> on Campground of the Week. Just saying. All right. Now, okay. Now, even though they have Stewie, <laughs> we know that nobody's perfect, even though that gets right. them pretty even though, close. Yeah, Vietnamese pot belly pig, you know, gives you extra points. <laughs> so what could be improved here? Yeah, um, maybe a little coordination of kid time so that mom and dad can have some quiet time at the hot tub in the evening um, so that there's, uh, you know, just a yeah, little so bit. Yeah, the so pool, the pool actually closed earlier than than I expected. Um, I think it was like 8, 8 or 9, you know, which during the summer, you know, you still got a lot of light at that point. Um, so we were kind of surprised that, you know, we were like, you know, it would be nice if they just kept the the, the adult song you know the hot tub open and that way like if they're doing movies you know they, they do movie night then maybe the kids could be at movie night parents could be in the hot tub wouldn't so. cost them any money to make that little fix right no mm-mm. and they're all right there in that same area you know the pool, the pool you know the the tv area where they were having the movie was right near the so you know people with younger kids or you know wouldn't have to be you know that far away that parents are right there all right, cool. Now, you guys are going to come back in a second. You're going to give us a lot of regional highlights because the Thousand Islands has a lot of regional highlights on the Canadian side. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Generations of family fun. It's what Jayco's founder, Lloyd Bontrager, set out to provide nearly 50 years ago when he started the company on the family farm in 1968. Today, Jayco is still focused on providing a way for families to create lasting memories. From camping trailers to Class A motorhomes and everything in between you'll find that jayco offers the most standard features and the best warranty in the industry giving you the value you want and the peace of mind you deserve visit your local jayco dealer or jayco.com for more information welcome back to the show melissa and matthew tell us about these thousand islands because frankly i don't know a whole lot about them so thousand islands is on the st lawrence river that is in between new york and ontario and you can enjoy those from the state side, or as as we did, you could cross the border. So you, a get across the border. You got to go through that that connection and plan appropriately, right? Whether that's your passports or special IDs or whatever you need, if you're going to cross the border, or if you're coming from Canada, I guess you don't have to cross the border. Um, and so you've got all those thousands of islands to appreciate. Uh, uh, what's the definition? Nate, you want to prov- the definition of an island is, which I had no idea was, um, there had to be one at least one square foot of um, emergent land, so above water level, and it has to support at least two living trees. So those, they're those Canadians. Uh, so literally, this this river is just there's over eighteen hundred of these quote unquote islands, and some of them can literally you, you you know you go by in the boat and it's like two trees on this little tiny piece of land, 
or it's this huge island with this huge mansion on it. And the homes are just gorgeous. And um, this, some of these have been passed down generation to generation. Right. They don't. These properties don't go, and these islands don't go on the market very often. They're they're stayed with. Yeah. They stay within the family. Yeah. All right, cool. So what are some top recommendations for things to do in the area? Yeah, so we uh, we hit up the, the the great staff at the KOA and helped us. Uh, you could rent a boat uh, or get a tour. We did a tour, and uh, we took the, the boat tour where they taught us about, um, and then Canadians, I apologize if I get this wrong, but it's uh, Caesar, and they had Caesars on the boat, which is a Canadian Bloody Mary. <laughs> Yum. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that maybe. a is that a, is that a little less spicy than the American Bloody Mary? It's got yes. it's got <laughs> it clamata juice instead of tomato juice, so you've got some clam sauce in there. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, it was yep. delicious. I loved it. <laughs> so you get that? We're on the boat. We're cruising around. They, uh, um, so this particular boat tour that we did was interesting because um, the St. Lawrence River also has um, a lot of shipwrecks. And so as we went down the river, they would talk about, oh, we're right above shipwreck, blah, 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 blah. And it would give us like a little bit of history about, you know, how that ship, what that ship was doing, when it thought, you know, how it went down, you know, if anybody survived, that kind of thing. And then also just talked about the different islands. Um, So, you know, there was one island we saw, there was a couple getting married. So there was a whole like wedding going on and, you know, we're waving at them and they're waving at us and um we actually crossed back across international waters yes, we did. uh one of the islands that you can see is the uh, zavacan islands uh, it has it's to said that it is the smallest bridge across international, international waters bridge, yeah. yeah international bridge it's 32 feet long um, and literally it's like a house and then a bridge and then a tiny little island with two trees on and it. And so the thought is that one is on the U.S. side and one is on the Canadian side and the bridge connects them and they've got the little flags and everything like. That's it, so cute. it all sounds like very that. charming, yeah, doesn't it? Does. I don't know if there's anybody there like a troll checking passport. <laughs> I don't know. We just, Under the just, bridge. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of going back and forth between, you know, in international waters, you guys did cross over the border in your RV. And of course, there's lots of information that everybody has to check on that on their own online. But how was that experience for you? Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, we did tons of research. Um, You know, we had the kids Actually, the older kids, the older two, we did get them full-blown passports, and then the younger ones, we did get passport cards. Um, But I actually found out after the fact that if you are under 16, you can actually just get into Canada with a birth certificate. Um, and I think there's a little bit of a confusion there, like, you know, depending on what happened, you know, what, who, like, what site you check. But I know... Um, it, you know, with the Canadian on the Canadian website, it does state that a birth certificate is enough for like a kid. But it was cool taking the RV across the border and having my RV be internationally traveled. Um, so it's kind of nerdy like that. So I'm excited with that. Uh, planned a little bit extra time yeah. getting through the border. Yeah, we um, we went through Port Huron, which is the upper tip of um, like the. Uh, so not Detroit, you know, in Michigan, not the Detroit port. We went to the one above that. So it was Port Huron. Uh, I heard from people that were saying that that one's not as congested. Obviously, the one in Detroit is going to be a lot more congested. Um, so we did um, go up and 
Port Huron. And, you know, there was traffic. It was okay. I was a little nervous about what they were going to do to the RV, if they were actually going to go in it. Um, you know, it's kind of, it can happen, right? I mean, it's the same way, like, if you're going through TSA and somebody gets pulled over and the other person just goes right through. So, luckily for us, um, we were prepared and ready to go, but um, we got through without a problem. They just, you know, looked at our passports, checked the registration on the car and the trailer, and off we went. Yeah, have your... There's there's all kinds of stuff you can be prepared with. I, I'm sure there's a top ten list of stuff on the internet to look Itinerary for. was the other thing is that yeah. you know I had the reservations for the campgrounds and stuff because obviously they ask you where you're going, where you're staying. Um, so I had that all printed out. So when they asked us, here's where we were going. So once you're on the Canadian side, what is the drive like to the campground? Does it does it get rural very quickly? Is it built up and trafficy? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just completely ignorant of what this part of of Canada is like. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too rural, actually. Um, and, you know, the only congestion that I really felt like was coming in and out of the border area. Mm-hmm. So once you're out of the, the cross through the border area where everybody's kind of uh, locked in, it opens up and then it's pretty wide open and, and easy traveling right to the campground. It was not a, it was, that yeah, was it really easy. Yeah, it didn't it didn't seem like once you're on the Canadian border, it didn't seem like you were. If that makes sense. It like does. the kids. Mm-hmm. Like the kids were like, this is crazy that we're in a different country right now. Right. And, and, you know, and it was just like we were on the highway. And they expected to feel a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really. Well, you answered the burn- some burning questions about the border crossing. But now there's, of course, another burning question that our audience wants to know. And that's, is this where a Thousand Islands dressing comes from? Right. Um. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> this is my absolute favorite dressing. Like if you, if I go to a restaurant and they ask me, you know, what dressing do you want? I always say thousand islands. So I did not put two and two together until we were there and they um, were selling it on the boat. And I was like, were. and I was like, oh my God, a thousand islands, duh. Who needs so, to buy it at Aldi when we can get it right? in Canada? Yeah. I was like, Matthew, Matthew, can I please buy this $23 bottle of thousand island dressing? <laughs> Was it superior? I mean, was it really good? I don't know. He told me no. Oh, oh Matthew. Matthew. Joy killer. Joy killer. <laughs> right, any other islands of interest? Any other tips for things to explore in the area before we wrap yeah. up the show? There's one other big thing that we did that we Our Melissa favorite. really wanted to do. And, and yeah, I was uh, I loved it. Uh, not sold on it initially and then really, really enjoyed the history of it. It's the Bold Castle. Uh, it is on the U.S. side, so we came back into the U.S. At, off boat, we needed to bring our passports. Yeah. We got off the boat, went through customs awesome. again, or yeah. uh, right the border the control, yeah. right on the island, um, and then visited this castle. And this castle has a ton of history. Um, can bre- she oh knows it better than I do, it's so I'm going to let her Well, it's such you. a romantic story, really. Um, so um, George Bolt. He was a self-made millionaire, um, and he was kind of like a, a hotel guy. And um, so he does, like, he does come from the um, Waldorf Astoria. Yeah, the Waldorf Astoria. So obviously, very, very rich. Um, and so he um, had this heart island. And he started to build this castle, like this mansion. He wanted to do this for his wife. He wanted to make it as big as the love that he had for her. He had for her. So he was not sparing any expense, um, you know, just marble and I mean, everything just. And unfortunately, during the construction of the mansion, she did pass away. And this was in 1904. He He left the island and never went back. And it was like, just stop everything, leave it, 
and for almost 70, you know, like uh, 73 years or something, it sat there uh, like half done and, you know, just took, you know, water and weather and all that stuff um, and vandals, like people used to come on and like, you know, do, do you know, whatever. And the A Thousand Islands Authority um, actually bought it for a dollar um, from the family and the family just said, whatever you do, just you know, put the money that you make back into the island. And so the Bolt Castle is actually being restored to its original plans. They found um, the plans of how he, you know, what the architectural design of the of the um, the castle, and they are just slowly putting things together. So when we were there, you know, you can walk through um, all the rooms, and you know they have them. Um, you know, quartered off. So you can kind of look in. Um, I mean, you know, the rooms that they do have, um, they have do the, you know, they have original furniture. Um, this stuff was created in the basement yeah. so, or on property. So they yeah. had stuff shipped in, but never put never up. Never used it. And so now they're just un unpacking it and, and placing it or recreating it if it was damaged during the, the 70 years. Really, really cool, historical, Huge. romantic story. The grounds story. are beautiful. You know, the lights of... Um, uh, heart-shaped, uh, you know, floral, like, you know, landscaping. Um, you know, they had a tower, like, at, right on the same property. It's like you walk down to this area. It's a tower where the kids were going to play and, you know, have a bowling alley and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, you know, you can, you, you can, um, you know, they let you do, like, your own tour. You can walk through there. They also have, like, a little film where they kind of give you the history of the of the castle and kind of tell you, you know, the information that basically I just gave you. Sounds like a, a real highlight for this area. Like, I mean, this sounds like something you truly don't want to miss when you're in this part of Canada. No, I mean, this was, you know, we had planned a Canadian trip and I happened to be talking to one of the um, uh, one of our kids' dads and, you know, I was telling him and he goes, you have to go to Thousand Islands. He's like, I, I we didn't know anything about it. Um, you know, Jennifer, his wife was like, oh, I heard about this, blah, blah, blah. And he proceeded to tell me. And of course I was like, oh my God, Matthew, we got to go to this place. I'm like, this sounds amazing. And it actually being, it ended up being like a highlight of our trip, this, this area, because obviously the campground was awesome. And then just the, the history of the islands and, you know, the, just the scenery of it, you know, all these houses, garages, you know, for the boats, like, you know, so you got a house right on this Island. Now, you know, you need this garage that's like floating in the water so you can park your boat. I mean, just stuff like that. It was just like wild, you know, sounds like a dream for Stephanie. And I think that we're going to have to plan yeah. a big Canadian <laughs> trip soon. And when we do, we're going to want to make sure we have the progressive insurance. <laughs> Did you know that adding your RV insurance with another progressive policy like auto, motorcycle, or boat is a great way to save money when you're out there on the road seeing the sights or traveling from island to island? Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit progressive.com slash RV to learn more. That was a sweet little improv thank there. You. Yeah, you threw in that island <laughs> stuff. Oh, we got <laughs> islands. We got boat Big insurance. Big thank you, you know. to Melissa and Matthew, who are our upper Midwest correspondents, but don't even review campgrounds from the upper <laughs> Midwest. Can't. Wait a, minute. Wait a minute. 
have an, uh, your international correspondence oh, right now? Yes. Ooh, drop, yes. He drops the mic. That's okay. He walks we'll do, off we'll the give stage. It to you. We'll give it to you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this Camp Crowd of the Week review. To check out our other RVFTA podcast, um, look for RV Family Travel Atlas in the iTunes store. You can also find all of our stuff at RVFTA.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers on the interwebs, join our RVFTA Facebook group. And our international correspondence, if anyone wants to f- follow you guys as you traipse around the globe, where might they do that? Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Adventuring6. And we do. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground. Bye, guys. Bye.